Mr. Pop. Dark. Welcome to Miskatonic University Radio, a podcast exploring Fantasy Flight Games' Arkham Horror the Card Game. I'm Dane. And I'm Dan. And I'm Ben. The goal of today's episode will be to provide a little... <laughs> education. For those who want to learn about deck building. This might be particularly helpful for those newer to the game or those wishing to strengthen their deck building finesse in the fight against the mythos. Before we get to that, though, we wanted to let you guys know that we were at Arkham Knights. Wait, we were at Arkham Knights? We were. Why wasn't I told about this? <laughs> we we were indeed at Arkham Knights, and it was a wonderful experience. We uh, got to meet up after one of our uh, castmates had uh, moved uh, to the other side of the United States, and we were forever uh, lost touch with them. Uh, but we they <laughs> we were able to reconvene at Arkham Knights and play a bunch of games, and it was a lot of fun. Um, we did get to get our hands on the new Egypt scenario. Uh, spooky, sleepy time, and uh, the night man, <laughs> and they were all great. Uh, spooky, um, sleepy time was the one from Gen Con. Nightman was uh, yes. the one that was released for Arkham Knights. So yeah, you know, opposite day man. Anyways, <laughs> sleepy time will be at the ev- invocation events too. So hopefully, other people are getting a chance to play it. If if those ever yes. actually happen, uh, they're, yes. they're happening in some places. You know, look at the five stores that re- saw the the small footnote on the FFG email. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had a great time though um the ffg center is incredible wonderful people there the promos were wonderful uh that that is definitely number two and the egypt campaign that we'll talk about it at later uh in greater depth later um we loved it i think is is unanimous they also had these cool council cards they did that last year as well Ben had uh, been a designer for one thirteenth of one of them. Yeah, they've really those cards have really gone downhill since they fired Ben from uh, designing one thirteenth <laughs> of them. Um, still not sure why that happens, but you know. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't know if that's totally true, but uh, you know, thanks for thanks for the compliment, Dan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, the new new ones are cool. Uh, they they definitely have some interesting mechanics going on with them, so I was pretty happy with them. Yeah, not not bad for. I mean, usually when they just usually when a, an actual card is designed, it takes a lot longer than like a couple hours, um, and there's a lot fewer people than thirteen designing it usually. So, given the circumstances, I think it's pretty uh, pretty impressive that they're able to do it. I was definitely mildly annoyed to hear they didn't have to sign an NDA for this one, <laughs> so they could just talk about it openly without worry about FFG uh, suing them and coming and taking all the Arkham cards away, which is I'm pretty sure what was in my contract. So, but this is this is grounds for you to like uh, sue to negate your NDA and reveal all the top secret secrets this or whatever, is, right? Like, this is, is, it, <laughs> is that is that how that uh, works? Is that what well, they, how it works in California? You know, a lot uh, of people when they're on podcasts, they're very careful to have a disclaimer like warning: we are not lawyers. This is not legal advice. But you know what? <laughs> I am a lawyer. This is legal advice. You can sue them. You will win. And uh, yeah, you should just do it. I'm not actually. A this lawyer. is all very sound advice from an unsound I person. I feel like that would uh, get me off on a, a bad foot with Matt Newman, and I definitely no, don't want no, that. No, come on. No, uh, no. Speaking, speaking of Matt Newman, great transition, Ben. 
I actually got I actually got to meet with Matt Newman. I met him. He's a delightful man. He signed my playmat, my my invocation playmat from last year, and I giggled like a schoolgirl. And then we talked a little bit about uh, strange ruling in the the Forgotten Age. Um, he mentioned that he's given our podcast a listen to much to my delight. And yeah, it was just wonderful meeting him. I think that he had a lot of good stuff to say about where the, the, not so much like the direction of the game, but just kind of like he likes, uh, he's been eager to speak with everybody, uh, at Arkham Knights. So it was a lot of fun meeting him. Yeah. I didn't get the chance to talk to him this year. Uh, and last year, like I blew my one conversation asking him some stupid rule question. So glad you got to talk to him which uh, you do all the time through like the ffg ask a question <laughs> button on their website anyway i, I so. do uh, he hasn't <laughs> responded as quickly as he used to to those so i, I might have like asked him too many questions which i mean not have any but i i've been saying uh, that you should really just get his phone number and like text him all the time because i'm pretty sure you probably <laughs> ask more rules questions than like everyone else who plays this game combined so <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know about that uh well, I'm I'm 80% sure anytime somebody asks a question in a public forum, multiple people s- send the question to Matt Newman if there's any kind of disagreement about it at all. So <laughs> <laughs> probably, we should probably port- coordinate that a little bit better as a community to not overwhelm Matt Newman uh, so he can focus on making more awesome scenarios and cards and stuff. Then, well, <laughs> anyway, Matt Matt Newman, he's he's the guy. Great great job. Uh, keep keep making keep making those cards matt just keep cranking I mean, them out we yeah same he i mean there's also a whole creative team there of other people oh, that yeah. i don't know the name of but i'm sure they're also awesome so <laughs> i mean it's and it's you know some of the some of the same people that you know worked on netrunner are also working on arkham cards so obviously obviously they're, well, they're great i mean they had to get jobs after that game was tragically killed off so shut the, you, you shut your goddamn mouth um, <laughs> uh moving moving on to to more more pleasant more pleasanter type topics Uh, speaking of people being in the room yeah so uh we have a we have a special surprise today for our for our deck building conversation we're going to bring on a friend of ours our friend alex who is a a big card game guy been playing card games for a long time he has played this game a few times with us uh to pretty fun results uh but he's kind of uh, he doesn't he doesn't know the game quite as well as we do so he's here to provide kind of like a newer player's perspective uh say say hello to the people alex I thought you were going to introduce me by saying that I like to play Netrunner. Uh, we try, we try not to talk about Netrunner too <laughs> you, much on the podcast because, uh, yeah, I know, but like, I'm, I'm really worried that if we start talking about Netrunner, we just, well, we won't be able to talk about anything else and then Ben it's, will be really mad at us. It's <laughs> actually because Dan can't, uh, help but openly weep after like 30 seconds of Netrunner conversation. Also, that, so. that too, we have, true. uh, we're not recording it, but we have the cameras running and, uh, the other, the other people in the, in the chat can see the tears streaming down my face. Uh, just thinking about how Netrunner <laughs> got canceled. Um, but, uh, but anyway, uh, Arkham has not been canceled yet. So, no, so, no, yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm happy to get to talk to you guys about it a little bit. Yeah, it's going to be great. So what we thought we would do is, um, we would kind of walk through the process of making a deck kind of starting from deciding what sort of deck you want to make and through all the different types of cards you want to add. And kind of, as we walk through these different steps, we would kind of like have Alex follow along and, and, and try to make a deck. And the three of us, being giant nerds that that know most of the cards, would be here to provide expert analysis and help. And uh, yeah, it should be should be pretty fun, right? Nerds. Yeah, I mean, yeah we're all. It's also going to be fun because Alex has not told us what investigator he wants to build the deck for, so it's going to be a well, interesting and, surprise. Oh yeah, it's, it's all right, Alex. Be great. So let's. So 
let's jump right into it. The first step when you're thinking about making a deck is you want to decide what kind of role you're going to play in a group. We're, we're assuming for all this that you're playing with a group of people. You're not playing solo because it's kind of a whole different thing. So you want to think about um, what what is your what is your investigator going to be able to do and which investigator are you going to play to be able to do that. So in terms of group composition for a multiplayer game, usually you have somebody that's a specialist at getting clues and investigating. Usually you have somebody who's a specialist in kind of dealing with monsters. Um, and then you might also have some people that are kind of flexible that can sort of do either of those two things, maybe a little bit less effectively, but they kind of make up for it with, with flexibility. And of course, even beyond that, that's kind of like the role you can play, but even within those roles, there's a lot of differences in how you do it. Um, so I know when I'm making a deck, it's, we all kind of have like investigators that we come back to over and over again. We just kind of like the way they play. I I definitely tend to like decks that are kind of efficient and that work well and that don't have anything too complicated or weird in them. I mostly just want to have a deck that works well and can do things and doesn't feel like I'm just drawing cards that don't do anything. Uh, I know a lot of people, you know, like playing complicated decks and stuff. That's cool. But uh, I, I tend to want to play like Mark as a kind of like a fighter combat type person or maybe like Daisy or some other seeker that's just going to get clues most of the time. But I also maybe sometimes I'd play like Agnes because she kind of has like a really strong engine and she's good at a variety of things. What about uh, what about you guys, Ben and Dane? What are the what are the sort of decks that you guys tend to play the most? Yeah, I, I do a little bit more of a mix. Uh, I try to switch it up every time I do a campaign so it doesn't feel like I'm just playing, oh, the Guardian every time. But uh, I definitely like Zoe a lot, uh, mostly because of her theme of being the murder chef, uh, but also because <laughs> also because she's pretty solid. I like uh, investigators that give you like extra free actions in some way or Tesla's damage. Yes. Uh, so it always feels really good to like uh, be able to ping something on Agnes or Zoe. And uh, I like when a Whippoorwill comes out or whatever. That's always That's always great. And I don't know, more recently I've been trying, like, Silas and trying out, like, different, uh, like, graveyard shuffling that, like, Red uses a lot more. I, I, I try to mix it up. I don't know. What about you, Dane? So I, I thought a lot about this. I think that my favorite decks are decks that are built around an idea, um, like a very specific card or a very specific interaction. Um, my One of my favorite investigators being Selfina. I think that, like, her, her focus on events and that whole kind of thing is is... One of my favorite things to to consider while playing a game. I recently warmed up to the whole uh, desperate skills with Ashcan kind of a thing, and I think that that the fact you, that uh, these... sorry sorry to interrupt, you also recently realized that there's no L in uh, Safina. Finally, after oh, uh, God. after a long no, period of time, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So so I, I'd recently warmed up to the, that uh, that Ashcan deck that plays all the desperate skills and things like that. So I, I like the idea of a deck that does something unique, but also does it fairly well. Just for the record, my favorite investigator is definitely Earth, Ursula, um, because she's really, very strong. And she, just like uh, Ben was saying, I think that one of my favorite things is kind of getting free chances to do things and she is the most free investigator in the game as she's actually i'm i'm fairly certain that uh the the first race car ever made or the first uh vehicle to go over uh 15,000 miles an hour it was actually named the ursula <laughs> uh, i'm sorry how many how many miles an hour <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm also i'm pretty sure race cars weren't uh, weren't invented in the 1920s we should we should look up when the first oh, no, like I, uh, automobile I, race was held we had this discussion. Uh, supposedly, the first race car was actually at least the one that was like driven down like really fast as fast as possible down like a stretch of road was like very late eighteen hundreds or something. Yeah, but that was like, like in the Flintstones. It was powered by like the feet of the people <laughs> in the drivers and passenger seat, just like kicking the the pavement. So that doesn't really count. Uh, 
<laughs> but yes, so those are my favorite deck types. Cool, cool. So, so we we kind of each talked a little bit about the sort of decks that we like to make. Alex, what are you what are you thinking you're gonna you're gonna go with um, for 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 this deck? So I think it's important to let the listeners know what I've played before, um, which has been <laughs> I've I uh, have yes. played Rex and Min, and I've played Finn, and I've learned that it's really fun to get lots of clues and also kind of boring. And I played somebody else <laughs> who I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe ask for some help about building the deck around again because I once asked who the worst ID was so that I could build around that. <laughs> and I feel really committed to trying to take something terrible and experience the bad of it. Let's do it. And to allow that to let me make good, fun story decisions. So I, I've i been told now that maybe Lola is the choice for that, but I think that, that I'm not really ready to build a Lola deck yet. I've, I, I looked around at cards and I, it seemed like too much. So my pick is to be Skidzo Tool, my, <laughs> Woo! Woo! my favorite yeah! rogue. I have in the past played the skids. I found it very difficult. <laughs> and I imagine it will be no easier now. Yeah, that that sounds about right. And thank you for not picking Lola because that would have absolutely derailed the f- out of this podcast oh. because <laughs> I'm I'm expecting a future episode where I get to talk about how I want to only put events in a Lola deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll do like a we'll do like Lola Fest uh, 2019 or something, and we'll just we'll we'll do a full Lola episode. And I'll, I'll, I'll be absent for that one. I'll just be off doing something else. But you guys have fun. Um, <laughs> cool. So so skids returning to returning to a, a classic Alex uh, favorite. That's pretty cool. What, what what is it? So you hinted at a little bit that you like picking a, a bad character and you like making story decisions. Is there what is it specifically about skids though that appeals to you? Because there are a lot of bad investigators. I, well, so, so Skids' <laughs> main benefit seems to be that if you have enough money, you can maybe do something cool. But then everything about Skids is about not having a lot of money. And you're you're in Rogue, so you could play with Leo DeLuca, which just does what Skids would do if you had a lot of money. <laughs> also costs a lot of money. Yeah, there's also, I mean, you can definitely get a lot of money and then uh, actually being able to use it to do anything is a kind of a whole. I, thing. I did not find that I was able to get lots of money when I played as skids. I don't. I don't know if you remember it. I I often got a small amount of money and then never took extra turns. You used to play as him <laughs> a little while ago, right? Like I don't know if it was at the freshest card pool. There's definitely been a lot more cards for rogues that have come recently. So hope, yeah, I think so. Too. So hopefully, hopefully we can. I definitely remember here. playing. I definitely remember playing a three-person run through Dunwich with Dane and Alex, where I was playing Rex, Dane was playing Jim, and Alex was playing Skids, and uh, it was it was pretty shaky. It was uh, we got through it. Uh, I think most of us survived. We got to the end, but uh, yeah, it was really it was a uh, oof. The, the other the other part is I enjoyed that Skids is definitely just a crook. It's pretty irredeemable, <laughs> that is, right? Like you were, I mean, you were very excited to steal the purse or whatever in, in the train scenario. Yeah, I think it, I it gives you it gives you kind of a blank check, right? Like you know he's bad. I, li- I like that. I like that. Uh, you, you realize his backstory is like he's trying to pay off the hospital debts for his like mother, who's like dying in the hospital or or recently died. I don't remember which. Like that's why he's desperate and stealing for money, right? Yeah, but he's also a crook. Well, yeah, but it's for a good it's for a good reason. <laughs> I mean, he's not a good crook, is what I mean. I guess there's, that I find enjoyable. He's a there's he's no a universal healthcare <laughs> in the 1920s of America, or you know, currently. But you know, I mean, uh, but, but Ben, his name is Skids, so I think he was a crook even before <laughs> even before his mom went in the hospital. How do you know that's not an embarrassing nickname from childhood that he's just been stuck with his whole life and it's just been <laughs> miserable? Whatever one calls him that isn't isn't that the origin story of every criminal? <laughs> 
Anyway, well, okay, so 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 we're we're doing a skids deck. I'm I'm excited. I think this will be a I think we'll this will be a fun one uh, a fun one to put together. So I'm prepared. Once you've decided, you know what which investigator you're playing and kind of what your role is, like skids. Maybe there's some some stuff we could talk about, but probably with skids you're going for kind of like a fighting people sort of a sort of a role, like a combat character is that right um i was interested in building a version of skids that was interested in evading and running away from things hmm. exclusively okay okay i would say primarily <laughs> occasionally occasionally chopping something maybe probably not shooting them Alrighty. so so normally if we were trying to if you know if we were if we were trying to if someone asked us how do we make the best deck possible we would probably discourage them from doing this because i don't i don't know if you uh, know this but skids is on the lamb <laughs> running away from enemies uh, does not actually help you win the game at all. It doesn't help you get clues, and it kind of just leaves the enemies around for the other people to deal with. But let's let's go with it. In this case, w- w- why not? So your plan is to run away from things. Are you planning to try to get clues at all? Or are you going to leave? You're just going to kind of leave that for the. <laughs> I thought I thought he could be a good generalist who who focuses on leaving <laughs> an under an underexplored part of the game, maybe. You want to focus on it's not underexplored, but you want to. He wanted him to be good at evading, but also like if he has to be able to fight something or pick up a clue. Yes, yes. So the so the focus is on like do something and then you know get 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 the get get the hell out of there. That's the plan. He would be exactly at home in the Forgotten Age. I, I want to think about it as like you know here's here's this guy. He's got a bad nickname. He's had a bad life, and there's low expectations, and mainly <laughs> he lives down to them. But then, sometimes, in a moment of need, who's going to win the game for you? Skids Probably wins. not Skids. No, it Probably could. not. I'm saying that's the deck I want to build. Skids <laughs> okay, okay. to come through in the clutch, but only the clutch, maybe. <laughs> only the clutch, maybe. We've had that happen. Like, we've had that happen with, like, some gym decks in the past and stuff. That's definitely oh, yeah. a possibility. Oh, yeah. So uh, I like this. This is, like, a high degree of difficulty, but I think this is going to be yeah. fun. An on flavor for Skids, I think. You know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want them to be too good. So, so right now you've got you've got zero cards in your skids deck aside from the the basic ones that you have to put in like the unique cards and the weaknesses and stuff. Yes. So you have to choose thirty cards. So the first ones that we probably want to put in are, are maybe what you could call like core cards, which are cards that are going to directly help you with what your investigator is going to try to do. So hmm. if you were playing a uh, like as an example, if I was making an Agnes deck, I would I would say Agnes is going to do a mix of like investigating and fighting. I'm going to put in things like shriveling and right of seeking to get clues and fight people. So those would be kind of like the core hmm. cards that I would rely on just just purely for that role. Uh, do you guys have some other examples? Like what are, what do we mean when we talk about like core cards for the, for the deck you're trying to make? So I was thinking, uh, just kind of in, in regards to seekers, I think that, I mean, my favorite investigator again is Ursula. I think that for, for beginning seekers, like when you're starting your first scenario, you definitely 100% want Dr. Milan Christopher, AKA Guillermo is the, is the most powerful ally that you can have. Things like that. Things that help you raise your book, magnifying glasses, uh, deductions to help you get more clues faster, things like that. Things that help you get more clues at a time, like deduction and yeah. stuff too, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and if I was making like a Guardian deck, I'd probably be more focused on fighting, at least for most of the current Guardians that are right now. So I definitely want weapons. Machete is like pretty much the best level zero weapon in the game. And then like 45s or a cult, depending on if I'm playing Mark or Zoe or Roland. So why why those weapons specifically? Like what are those weapons actually doing for you? Uh, they The main thing is they give plus one damage to the attack so that you can more efficiently kill things. 
uh, doing sure. two damage and attack is much better than one. There's a lot of enemies that have even even amounts of health or even two or four. Or so like especially the four health enemies, being able to kill those in two attacks rather than four attacks is much better. Machete is obviously good because uh, they all have like a condition for how you get the plus one damage. Like the guns have ammo, so you only have a certain number of attacks with them. Uh, while machete has like if you only if, if you have to have only one enemy engage with you to get machete to work. So they have conditions, but for machete, it's easy to work around that. Yeah, so um, so those are some those are some pretty good examples, uh, and just other things to keep in mind. So if you're relying really heavily on just one particular card, and you're saying, oh, once I get this card, then everything's going to be great. You don't want to rely on just one particular card. Like for instance, Ben was saying, you probably want two weapons in a guardian deck, for instance. You know, Dane in his secret deck, he's not just playing Doctor Milan. He's playing like Doctor Milan and magnifying glasses. If there's an effect that you really need, like increasing your intellect or doing more damage with a single attack, you want to have enough cards in your deck that you're probably going to be able to find one of those pretty quickly. So, um, and ideally, you want uh, multiple cards that do that same thing that kind of complement each other. So maybe you play two different weapons that are each sort of good in a slightly different situation, so that there is some right. benefit to having access to both of them. It's not like once you have one, you don't need the other one at all. Um, or like magnifying glasses, if you draw two, you can just play both of them usually. So, so that's kind of what we're thinking about for these like core cards that you're really going to rely on in your deck to, you know, be able to, to do what you're trying to do. So what, Alex, what, what like core cards are you thinking of for being able to evade stuff, run away, create, uh, comedic scenarios and possibly save the day in the end when no one expects it? So I was thinking, uh, so skins gets to use guardian cards, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Level zero to two, right? Yeah, level zero to two. So dodge seems pretty good. That seems like a, an excellent kind of getting away from a problem card. Sure, get out of trouble. Doesn't quite get you away from a problem, but it uh, it, it delays it helps you the avoid, inevitable. Helps you avoid damage, or maybe an ally avoid damage. So dodge is definitely a solid choice. Uh, so maybe the getting away from uh, the situation is to have elusives. Elusive mm-hmm. seems really good. Yes, yes, elusive is definitely a very good card. Um, in in case of extreme danger, uh, I'm out of here. Seems pretty necessary. <laughs> Uh, yep the uh, the the original the original Alex card uh, definitely yep and uh, and then I have a new card I haven't I haven't actually been able to play oh, no, I think I did maybe play with this once but uh, you handle this one seems like right <laughs> right in the sweet spot of what I, I need especially with Skid's inability to pass build tests easily I I love it it's so, a fair point it's a fair point yeah so none of these none of these cards is actually helpful vis a vis completing the scenario with a positive outcome but. Uh, they're definitely good at keeping skids alive, which uh, so that he can commit crimes. So, so, and, so then, the, you know, I think the the thing for skids that maybe I can do proactively is have some dynamite blasts ready for when they're needed. Uh, maybe okay. have okay, maybe I'm have some this. machetes. And some... The dynamite's even fun because you can do collateral damage with that. So you could dynamite the space that has other investigators on it, and then I'm out of here and resign. <laughs> so that would be a that would be a really good skids move, I think. So you at least have two of each of these in your deck, right? I think uh, maybe just one dynamite. <laughs> uh, all right. You think two dynamite? Right. Should I have two dynamite? Let's 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 maybe filter this down later. Let's get a list of cards that you're thinking about and then uh, <laughs> kind of go through them and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, think yeah. I think yeah. of the uh, the events that involve avoiding damage or avoiding conflict altogether. Those are definite two ofs. Okay, seems reasonable. Yeah, and I and I think that that that's that's a 
that's a good point, Ben, that I, I think, I don't know about you guys, but I usually start off by picking a lot of cards that I want to put in a deck and I end right. up with more than the, than the maximum. And then I whittle it down after that. So it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's fine to say this might make it into the deck. We'll see at the end, whether we cut it out or not. Cool. So those are, those are kind of our core cards that are the kind of most focused for, uh, you know, the, the type of role that this deck wants to fill. So at this point, the other thing we might want to think about is cards that are particularly good, that synergize really well with uh, the investigator that we're playing. So, you know, each investigator has some kind of special ability, and there's going to be cards that kind of synchronize with that usually. So just as an example, if I was playing, if I'm playing Mark, you know, Mark has uh, Sophie, he can do damage to himself to get plus two to a test, which is really great. And ideally, you'd love to use that like pretty much every turn, at least once. But that means that you need to have cards that can heal you, that can, uh, you know, remove damage from Mark. So I would definitely play cards like Second Wind or Emergency Aid or First Aid. And those, you know, I might not play those in another Guardian deck that's doing a similar thing to what Mark is doing, but I would play them in a Mark deck because they work really well with his particular thing. Um, Do you guys have other examples of sort of investigator-specific cards? Uh, Well, if you're looking at Windy... There's a couple of cards I was thinking of. She has two things going for her. She has really high uh, agility. And then her special ability is she can discard cards to uh, redraw from the chaos bag. So cards that like help her because they're based off agility would be like Waylay. That lets her like evade basically twice in a row and then kill an enemy off, which is great. Or cards that maybe have a negative effect that on certain tokens, like Baseball Bat. Uh, but because she can re- redraw... Uh, she might be able to make use of, you know, if she draws a skull for baseball bat instead of it breaking, she can draw again and get like a, a squid instead, which is it's still not a good thing to draw, but at least doesn't break that baseball bat. Does that a uh, fun, fun rules question for Ben? Does Wendy's ability actually, if you kind of cancel a token and draw a different one instead, are you canceling all the effects of it? Even things like baseball bat breaking or shriveling doing a, doing a horror to you? Yeah. For Wendy, I believe it is, it cancels or ignores the original draw. That's pretty cool. Because sometimes, I think some effects it don't work like that, but it sounds like Wendy's does. Stuff that like partially ignores the token once you draw again, like Defiance, doesn't quite work like that. Yeah, this specifically says cancel, right? That's the reason why? Yeah. That's pretty good. Well, I look forward to finding out the actual answer after the podcast and making fun of Ben if he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what What about you, Dane? What What like specific kind of investigator-specific cards would you, would you want to put in a deck? So just talking... General synergy, uh, like I'd mentioned, my favorite uh, investigators being Safina and uh, Ursula. I think for for Safina, the the best things to do, uh, I think, I think for her, I mean, it all comes down to those those first thirteen cards that you draw. But just including a lot of events, I think some of the most powerful events being something like Water Protection, where you could kind of paint a world it, keep it, um, and keep it under there, hopefully for for the majority of the time. That way, you can just get so much uh, leverage out of out of canceling, um, you know, like ancient evils or other equally scary things. And then for something like Ursula, I'd say something like Pathfinder is is particularly strong with her because she basically with pathfinder and her ability so so ursula basically says when you move to a new location you may take a uh investigate action uh which is essentially free um you don't you don't spend an action on that so with with pathfinder you you can um exhaust it and you kind of move to a new location and if there are clues on it or there happens to be clues on it you use your ability immediately so you kind of get a free move and a clue for for basically nothing 
So it's things like that that I think I pay attention to uh, for these. It's pretty good. And, and keep in mind, so Pathfinder costs one XP, so we couldn't actually put that in an right. initial deck, but you could play like yes. Shortcut, which is sort of a, a similar yeah, effect. And... Yeah, that'd be kind of like the soft comparison, I suppose. Cool, cool. Um, and one thing I do want to just throw out there as kind of, as the kind of uh, token, uh, here's why cards are bad guy. Of course, just because a card you know synergizes really well with your investigator's ability doesn't mean it's actually good, right? The goal is to find cards that are not just kind of play well with what your investigator's doing, but actually are able to do something cool and effective in the game. I mean, it, it's all down to how hard you want to try to make your deck effective. If you're just like playing cards because you like the flavor of them, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, but just something to keep in mind. Um, Alex, what are the, what are the cards that you are very skid specific that are really going to work well with skids particular set of skills? Well, so I think that skids needs money and there's not a lot to get money in, in at zero XP, but maybe uh, things like watch this or burglary, some hail Mary burglaries. Cause it's not that good at investigating. I mean, he is a criminal, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, even maybe like Dario Elamine, although I know he really wants, I think the real ally that, that Skids wants is Leo DeLuca, wow. so that you can make sure you get two extra actions every turn to spend on maybe getting more resources. Dario is a really great card for uh, incentivizing you to spend your turns just clicking to get money and not actually helping anybody. So that sounds like <laughs> it'd be a really great fit in this deck. Uh, remember, you can eventually get like charisma and play multiple allies at this. I mean, time, I think that so. that seems like the real goal for this deck because you just want yeah. to maximize the number of actions you have and maximize how much money you have. You want to be. I think. I think the goal. The goal I gather is to. I've given myself is to get so much money. That when I need to do something impressive, I could. <laughs> double dynamite on the same turn or something Yeah, double, like that. double dynamite plus I get five more actions. <laughs> and I use those to move away. Would you play, we might be getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but would you play a teamwork? Because I because skids can play teamwork. Would you play a teamwork so that you could like get a huge amount of money and then give some of it to the other people in the team? I thought teamwork was three experience. No, teamwork is zero. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Stand Together. I think I have one of the best cards in the Ignore game. Ignore me. Skids cannot take that. Teamwork is a card that lets you lets investigators at your location trade any number of uh, resources and like ins- assets. There we go. That are so I like I like the instinct that you had that that might be a good idea for Skids, <laughs> but I think it's so that people could give him resources to ensure that he could use his ability. <laughs> Yeah, I, well, I was just thinking if you wanted to have that kind of like come out of nowhere, save the day when absolutely nobody saw it coming, because why would they? One possible way to do that is like, oh, so you guys need money? Here you go. I have uh, 35 resources. But uh, yeah, I think that no, that's maybe a one of for that. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I'm 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 on board for this teamwork. I have a, I have a couple suggestions that could help you out here. <laughs> yes. Uh, so you, you want to be able to evade stuff and get away from them. Slip away could be a good option for you. Okay. That lets you like do an evade, and if you succeed by enough, it like makes it super evaded. Uh, if it's, it's like freezes it almost. It also you also add your intellect to the the yeah. test, right? Yeah. So it's like a good good evade one of or two of maybe. Okay. And oh, it was oh, or there was another one. I forgot about it already. I mean, if you're planning on being relatively on your own, alone by yourself, and you still need money, I think there's a very good card called Lone Wolf, which is worth looking at. I think that that card is a very low, I guess, low investment, high income later in the game might be good. Yeah, yeah Lone Wolf is very strong, especially with lower numbers of players or in solo. Because you'll just get it all the time. Or if you just don't want to be around anybody anyways, because you're skits. Yeah. And you're running away from everything. Uh, 
I mean, I, it would definitely give you a very, uh, really great and funny justification for, hey, Skids, can you come over here and help us do this? Sorry, buddy, I gotta stay off on my own so that I can get one additional resource. Uh, so no, I gather that I think Skids probably has to stay with people because he's gonna lose most fights. <laughs> sure. Not, not necessarily. You could, you can pick up a couple cards to make it so he could become and, decent at fighting. I mean, that's, that's what the two dodges and two elusives are for, right? <laughs> I mean. What what are what are these what are these cards, Ben, that I could play that would maybe make All me right. able to kill something? Uh, well, first off, on your evasion thing, because I know you really want to be able to evade stuff. <laughs> uh, trench coat might be kind of okay. It costs three, which you know, oh yeah, isn't the best, but it does give you plus one uh, agility for evasion specifically, uh, and a little bit of a health buffer as well. So that that might be a good pickup. But for fighting stuff, like you mentioned already, you got machete, which is you know a gun. It only puts skins up to a four, but you could also get beat cop to if you want to be able to fight stuff. Beat cop gives you another plus one that puts you out of five. And that's that's all right. It's not great. It's all right. But it takes up it takes up an ally slot that could be Leo or Dario or something. Um, well, uh... Yeah, I I would almost I would almost maybe go back and rethink the machete a little bit. I mean, we can do that at the end, but it, it's kind of sounding like you're maybe not going to have the critical mass of uh, fighting cards and strength cards that are going to actually make you be able to hit anything with the machete. And you might be better off just kind of giving up on it, but we can we can see what other cards you want to put in and and you know go through that at the end, I guess. So I'm I'm open to getting rid of weapons from this deck, but my question then is, what would <laughs> he, what would skins do to save the day? Uh, I mean, again, diamond. <laughs> well, here's the thing: I think if you get rid of the machete, you have exactly the same probability of being able to save the day as you did before. Uh, although I don't know. I mean, on the other hand, if you have enough money, if you get like the permanent that lets you spend money to no wait, that doesn't boost. Uh, that doesn't boost strength. It does not. Uh, Streetwise boosts no, uh, phys- intellect. Physical and... training is what I was going to take. Okay, okay, that's alright. Yeah, that's the kind of bad one because you actually have to find it and play it. But eh, it could be. Yeah, it could be worth it. The upgraded one's kind of okay. You know what card will help synergize with finding it? It pickpocketing. Well, if you're planning on evading. Yeah, pickpocketing should definitely be in in the deck. I think pickpocketing is just a strong evade card. I think. I mean, the regular version of it, I think, is only just barely worth playing, but the upgraded version is is definitely pretty good. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. Cool. So we've kind of talked about sort of core cards for Skid's uh, sacred mission of running away and leaving things for other people to deal with, and then saving the day. And we've also talked about uh, cards that are specifically kind of good with skids ability of uh, paying money to get extra actions. I found the save the day card for skids. You did? Oh yeah. It's called I'll see you in hell. That's what he, (laughs) 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 so this card, that's the best one. Just, just read the entire thing. Cause I have no (laughs) idea what this card does. It's, uh, It's an event card. It's uh, each non-elite enemy engaged with you is defeated. You are defeated and suffer one physical trauma. This action does not provoke an AOO attack <laughs> opportunity. So if Skids can get whatever the bad thing that's not an elite onto him, all of the bad things, he can play this card, sacrifice himself to kill all those enemies, and it'll be awesome. How much health does Skids have? <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, eight. Eight. So you could you could play this seven times. If you played through a campaign that's like eight scenarios, you could play this eight times and have it kill you on the final one. That would actually be incredible. Yeah, I was going to ask you, defeated <laughs> means you die, right? Defeated means you're out for the scenario. Yeah, okay. But you don't actually get killed unless a, unless you have trauma equal to your health or like a scenario says you died for whatever reason. Well, you have the right. obol. Oh, skids can get the obol. 
to get extra experience. Oh, no. uh, oh but that that doesn't sync up with the I'll see you in hell though. Yeah, so. let's set that aside because that's that's not a zero XP card. But I love I love this idea that you could basically go all in on I'll see you in hell and just try to use it at the earliest possible opportunity in every scenario. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, there's a whippoorwill on my space. Let's taunt it and I'll see I'll, I'll see you in hell, bird. I mean, it does have two um, fight icons on it, so that will help me machete something. Also, this is—I uh, mean, I was—I was skeptical at first, but this is actually shaping up to be something really extraordinary. Yes, it is. So, those are all the. Uh, as Dan was saying, we kind of summed up all the core cards. I think that uh, I'll see you in hell definitely makes it into the uh, skid saves the day uh, kind of flavor. You could even taunt, taunt, taunt pay two resources to get another action and then see you in hell because they have to be on you right when you taunt it does provoke an well whenever you make a taunt or a engage action uh, but if dodge. he has enough health or he could <laughs> have the card taunt in his deck too this is true that's a that's a blue card i've heard it's a good card from from some reputable sources one of taunt might might not be bad i have to tell you my my uh my list of cards is getting very big that's fine that's okay <laughs> that's okay this is standard deck building yeah uh but yeah i'm gonna trim it down uh so but uh yes yeah, so, so moving on a little bit there's some kind of like standard cards that you just put in most decks because they're they're neutral cards they're very good this is things like uh unexpected courage which is just a very flexible you know two question mark icons card or um, emergency cash. Most people need money. Skids is probably going to want to have a lot of money. So those are pretty standard cards to go in most decks, unless you have a really good reason not to play them. Right. Um, are you gonna? Are you planning on playing those, Alex? Uh, I thought you know I've heard of this emergency cash. It seems pretty good. I thought I would play that. That's money. I <laughs> that is money. I currently do have some of these these skill cards in the deck, but I'm very open to cutting them for events because ultimately events do fun things, and the skills just are there. Yeah, no, that's 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 fair. Um, and then there's also some other standard cards that are uh, sort of color or faction or, or class specific, but that like everybody in this color would probably want to play them. So as an example, any any red character, anybody that can use red cards probably wants to play Lucky because it's just very good, very flexible. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Can you guys think of any other examples of just cards that if you're in this color, you definitely play it no matter what? Uh, I mean, if you're Mystic, Word of Protection is extremely good. Mm. Even if you're not Mystic, right? Oh, yeah, if you can use it. Yeah. Uh, especially, it becomes more good, I think, in multiplayer, but it's I think it's probably still even good in solo. Yeah. Yeah, and anybody that can play Word of Protection in their deck just definitely should. That's, yeah. Um... I mean, for um, blue players, uh, guardians, maybe maybe it's like Machete's the obvious like golden card, one of them, anyways. They have a lot of good cards, but like uh, things like Vicious Blow might be might fit that spot. For for Rogue, though, I think that maybe one of their best cards that you should generally play in every Rogue deck would be Elusive. I think that that um, I was thinking a lot about it, and maybe that's that's the card to play. Liquid Courage also is an option as as uh there's there tends to be a lot of horror in, in um different scenarios, so maybe that would be the one to fit there. So I, I definitely put some liquid courages in my skids deck, assuming it was good. Now that we're at a lot of cards, maybe I don't leave them in. I'd I'd be inclined to think of those as more like cards that handle specific situations rather than like kind of core like lucky style cards that are just you should definitely always play these because they're great in every situation. Mm, but, sure, sure. Um, but I I think what we're there's actually not I don't know if there are any green cards that are just like oh you're in green you should definitely play this. Uh, I don't think there there's some upgraded ones maybe like um, maybe something like a high roller once you get experience just everybody should play high roller. What's the opportunist isn't that the one that lets you like no that's not it what's the card that lets you like commit three resources and you like get double back or oh, watch, something watch watch this 
Yeah, watch. Alex this. said that earlier. Oh, okay. Uh, that's definitely like a fun card. Although I'm not sure if it's actually an auto included everything. I mean, it's not good, but it's like good enough for a green deck probably. So you know, he, I know like <laughs> wow. double nothing is like a a fun green card. But again, I think I don't know if it's an auto included in every green deck. I mean. It's again. It's not good, but it's the kind of thing that like you probably should play just because it's if if you're trying to make a fun deck, then it's it is a fun card. So yeah. Oh, totally. Um, Quick thinking is a fun card too. Although again, I don't know. It might be an auto and glean, but I think it's I think it's pretty bad. But I don't know. Maybe throw it in. It gives you plus one, and if you're doing a deck, I don't know if I don't. Yeah, it's probably not auto include. If you're doing a deck that's focused on like the succeed by two or more, uh, not be a test type of thing, then it could be good. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, so not, not too many cards from, from kind of that category. So the last category that, that we were thinking about was kind of emergency cards, like cards that are going to handle a specific situation, maybe something that's normally outside of your role, but you might need to handle it every now and then maybe something like you, there might be some bad encounter cards coming out of the encounter deck and you want to have a card to handle that. So Ward of protection that we already talked about maybe kind of fits into this. There's also things like, uh, if you're playing a seeker, you know, normally you're going to be getting clues, but it's pretty common if you're playing a seeker to play two i've got a plan um because it just gives you this like you know once or twice per game this really powerful ability to do a bunch of damage to something it's just a powerful enough like single use card that even though it's not what you're normally thinking about it's worth having one or two of those in your deck can you guys think of any other examples of sort of uh like emergency type cards uh i usually throw like mind over matter and seeker early on that's another like backup for a future fight or evade there's a couple like cards for guardians for getting clues. Like if you're playing with lower number of players, those could definitely be useful. Higher number of players, maybe you're always just fighting stuff, so maybe not. Like scene of the crime, I think is one of them, or like evidence. Mm. This is also some some of it depends on the campaign. This is where I would maybe categorize things like guts and manual dexterity. If you're not planning on using them for stuff that you're doing often, you still might want one one of each of those or one of one of those in your deck, depending on what type of test you're expecting to have to do on treachery cards. You might want like one Mandex or one Guts or something like that. Yeah, I think this is also where Elusive falls, right? And and I'm out of here for that purpose. I think that the, these cards are are uh, just really solid cards that are do exactly what this deck specifically wants to do. <laughs> yeah, and and I'm out of here is a great example because that's a card that uh, it's very situational. Like normally, I wouldn't probably play that card just because it's most of the time you're not going to have a use for it certainly it it fits thematically very well into the skids deck but because it has two agility icons on it if you can put that in your deck it might be more fun to play that than a manual dexterity like they both give you two agility icons the only question is do you want to draw a card or do you want to have this like fun situational resign ability so sometimes really situational cards like that can be good if they have good icons on them because you're you're kind of just playing them as like a fake skill card that you might occasionally be able to play yeah 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 i mean i was gonna say i think like i've kind of asked you to build a deck with me that is emergency cards for specific situations (laughs) well there we go yeah this is the category this is definitely like the i'm out of here tribal or something like that kind of uh (laughs) which is is which is a great idea for a deck on that note alex what cards were you thinking of putting in for like occasional like uh i'm not usually going to need this but when i do need it i'm going to want this card so we have a I, I put one i'll see you in hell in here because i think you probably don't need two of them and two i'm out of here uh the dynamites i think that's gonna be situational because once i use them i really you know i mean then they're done <laughs> then i can't kill anything <laughs> and uh 
Yeah, I think that's like the, those are the big ones. I mean, it's, in a way, it feels like, uh, burglary, for instance, is gonna be very situational for me and kind of an emergency card because I need money and I'm not gonna be able to successfully investigate, but I'm gonna have to try. Yeah, you're gonna have to find a place with very low shroud to be able to <laughs> get anything out of that, probably. I mean, later on, so rogues have also gotten some, some support in terms of, uh, investigating. Like, they've gotten, um, lockpicks and, and, uh, well, they do have streetwise is, is, might be a solid pickup for him pretty early on. If he wants to try and boost his book and and uh, kind of help the burglary cause to get more money, but that would be like a two for three transaction, right? What's the green card that's way worse than it looks, which is like do some kind of test on an evaded enemy and get two clues? Oh, oh, uh, eavesdrop, uh, eavesdrop, eavesdrop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean that that could be like a, I'm not normally going to try to get clues, but maybe like once or twice per scenario, that could be fun to throw in. Okay, I'll put some, put some eavesdrops in. Oh, and the only thing I would say about see you in hell. You you also kind of want to think about like how many cards you're drawing. If you're playing somebody that's going to draw a lot of cards, like a seeker, like Mark, then maybe you can put something like one of in your deck, and you you're pretty sure you're going to find it most of the time by the end of the scenario. But for skids, you might not be able to draw a whole lot of cards. So if you're planning, if you are going to try to like have access to see you in hell most of the time, when there's like a funny opportunity to use it, you might actually want to play two of those. This is a good point because it could also double. It does have those two strength icons, right? So it's similar to uh, I, uh, I'm out of here in that way. Like if you draw it too early, maybe you can commit it to someone else or commit it to yourself to fight something. And, you know, that way that way you're not going to be like, oh, I really wish I had it, but I, I haven't drawn it yet. So there's there's one, last, one last card here that maybe we could throw into this deck that fits in with skids and is uh, a desire to aid stuff. Like, And it will also be maybe like a one of. Uh, it could be handcuffs. <laughs> uh, it does, definitely doesn't apply to every scenario, but anyone that has lots of, hu- lots of humanoid enemies... Uh, he could evade it, sl- slap those handcuffs on it, and uh, <laughs> that that enemy could just be probably ignored the rest of the game. Isn't that Alex? Isn't that kind of contrary to your mission as a fugitive and a criminal? Like you're not a you're not a cop. You're you're you know. <laughs> why would you put? Why would you handcuff stuff? Like wouldn't you just uh, I don't know tie somebody up and put them on a railroad tracks or something? Uh, skids like skids like sexy times too. I think, but. <laughs> Uh, no, I think you're probably right. I think that it, and actually it reminded me of something that came up earlier, which is I put a beat cop in the deck, uh, as an idea, but no, he wouldn't have friends that were cops, right? That's, that's a terrible idea. He would try to catch you and arrest you if you put him in your deck. Yeah. So I gotta, I got I'm cutting handcuffs and beat cop for now, just cause thematically. One thing that I did want to mention about handcuffs, which is actually kind of cool. I was talking with a friend earlier today, actually about this, um, skids is actually one of the only... The only uh, investigator who can uh, use handcuffs. So handcuffs, I was, I was, uh, he was, he was uh, asking me about, and I basically said, well, handcuffs is good, I think, but you just have to have the right place to play it. You know, like you need, you need a place that you're pretty certain that there will be cultists in, or you know, like you'll that you'll uh, you'll get some use out of it. And his response was, well, yeah, but but um, Skids is the only one that can use that. And adaptable, because adaptable would allow you to switch other cards out so that you can put uh, handcuffs in your deck for no experience, which is kind of cool. So that that was like kind of an interaction that might be neat because that's handcuffs again are more of a situational card. I think that might fall under like the emergency cards or things that might uh, be used to handle specific situations, like specific enemies. But it might be cool in skids because of that reason, because he can kind of swap things out by by being adaptable and and amazing at uh, everything forever. I do want to have some good skid-suational cards. Oh. Hey. How long were you sitting on that one, Alex? Uh, as, as the whole time <laughs> Dane was talking. 
That was actually well. And hang on, can't can't Jenny actually use handcuffs and adaptable? Oh, that's true. She she does have the five <laughs> five thing. And and yeah. Jenny, unlike Skids, isn't a fugitive. She's a rich lady, so it's less thematically inappropriate for her to have uh, handcuffs in her deck. So there you go. Cool. So okay, so we've we've talked about a lot of cards. How many how many cards do you have like in the you know in in the deck ready to go right now, Alex? I'm at 44 cards, 47 including my uh, my mandatory cards. So we're, right. we're a little crazy. Can you? I, sorry to make you do this, but can you read us the full list of cards that you have so that people can follow along at home? Yes, I've been trying to track it on ArkhamDB as we go through this, and I think I failed. Go, go ahead. Uh, I might have. I might have. <laughs> so I might have had a few that I I never even got to say that we're on here. So that's that's probably Ooh, secret cards. Yeah, some sec- like secret cards like guts. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so I have two machetes and a, a trench coat as a baby. Then I have uh, two of Dario Elamine and two of Leo DeLuca. Well, that's spicy. One burglary. Well, I assume we're going to cut one. <laughs> Maybe. One burglary, two liquid courage, one physical training, two pickpocketing. Then for events, and this is where I think this deck went a little crazy. I have two I'll see you in hell, two I'm out of here, two you handle this one, two dodge, two dynamite blast, two eavesdrop, two elusive, two emergency cash. Um, this is one that I didn't say before, but one prepared for the worst, because that seems like a generically good blue card if you have weapons. Do Do you have weapons? I have those two machetes, but maybe I don't need these cards. <laughs> um, one slip away, one taunt, one teamwork. And then for skills, it was two watch this, two guts, one manual dexterity, two overpower, two unexpected courage, and two vicious blows, so that those machetes could really do some work. Mm. I... My prediction is that those machetes are going to do very little work. <laughs> um, well, we could just take just click to zero. They're, they're okay on like a, a not very scary enemy. Like he's not gonna be able to fight, you know, the four 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 enemies that are four health for for combat. But you know, he could fight. He could fight rats or whip a will or something with a two. There's lots of stuff that has a two or a three. He could, he could yeah, okay. that's that's fair. I I think though that I would probably I would start by. I would probably cut the prepared for the worst. Okay. Because it's not like you need to get the machete out as soon as possible. You're not like, that's not your main priority. That's that's a fair point. And I also, I eavesdrop feels like a one of to me, not a two of. Do you guys have any ideas for what to cut as well? Is the one of like physical training, I feel like you either want two of those or zero maybe. Because like you either definitely want it down or I don't know. I, I What do you guys think? I think that's definitely pretty reasonable. I think that physical training is probably going to go the miles for you here. Um, if you're talking about just getting money, just evading things, and then occasionally punching things, that might be actually like two physical trainings. Maybe you'd only want one of the, um, of the, uh, what, what's the overpower? Because you already have two CU in Hells. You're probably not going to use the first one if you drop pretty early. And the overpower is like, you're not, you're not going to be fighting things as much. That's, that's four things in your deck that have, um, double strength icons, which you might not be using that much. Yeah, I, I kind of, I think maybe one overpower is, is, is fine. Maybe even zero. Um, yeah, it feels like right now you just kind of, you have like, you're trying to do maybe slightly too many things. And I agree. I don't think you want to cut too many of the events because those are the fun cards that are like actually what you're trying to do in the deck. If you, if you wanted to go with the see you in hell, save the day thing, maybe just drop the overpowers altogether because that's like having... Basically, four cards providing two strength signals each, but then also having two two physical trainings in place of those. Because, like, you want the physical trainings down, 
Um, and those are going to be kind of like where your money is going towards, um, as well as the CU and Hells being like the big skits boom at the end. Do you think I could cut the two Liquid Courages? So, like, Liquid Courage is good for helping other investigators for you, because your will is is bad. Real bad. Like, you'd have to, like, you'd have to commit guts to get the full two healing out of it. So it might be, it's help if you want to be helpful to other people on your team, then it could be good to have that. But I don't think that was the goal of this deck. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe cutting kind of it's okay. I, I, I like, I support this. Yes, I, I would think so. Okay. Too. How about um the allies? Because I think probably we don't want four allies, right? Uh. If you, it's okay sometimes to have extra allies if you they have like stuff you can commit them for or if you, they're like disposable. Like if you were an actual guardian, you know, <laughs> having like but beat cops and guard dogs would all be fine because those are more disposable allies. But for him, uh, I don't know. I guess I, I don't know if Dario is going to be good for you or not. I would maybe think about uh, like if you wanted, if you were sure you wanted Dario, you could play. You could start with just two Dario's. I think. I think maybe. Having multiple allies is okay if you want either one of these, but I don't know, both of them, maybe not, because uh, these don't really work together in any way. They definitely serve two completely different purposes. Yeah. <laughs> one of them makes you waste actions to get extra money, and one of them just gives you a more generic action you could use. Oh, oh wait, no, you could uh, you could trigger Dario to get two extra money, and then you could use your Skids' ability to spend two money to get an extra action. <laughs> that was what I was thinking about. That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> no, um, I think you're describing why Dario is not very good for this deck, maybe. No, I I think Dario is not good for this deck. If you were trying to like do more investigating things, yeah, because to benefit from like the plus the plus book or plus intelligence, then yeah, maybe. But that that might be a cut. No, I like I like I like that. And Leo De Luca is exactly what this deck wants to do, which is to have infinite infinite actions lots of, lots of actions a billion actions yeah and you're gonna eventually put hot streaks in the deck and that'll give you all the money you need so what, what else so i think maybe the guts comes out too it's it sounds weird but i mean like what is thematically speaking alex would would skids actually have guts to deal with things because the whole point is running away right so this is this is more of like a having played skids uh piece of you know, it's I, I know guts is some real technology as uh, magic okay. gathering. Oh, I like see. So this is like the yeah. Yes, this is the tech. Yeah, it's right? a real this it's real the... hot tech because uh, I found when I played skins before that often he had will tests and failed horribly, and then would immediately <laughs> take a lot of horror and die. So occasionally having sure. guts seemed like a useful a useful thing for him to have around. That seems fair because. Because he was quite bad at those tests. Sure, sure. You see, but what we did in this one is we put the you handle this one in this deck, so that when you draw a will card, you immediately shove it off onto somebody else. <laughs> that is that is another reason. Maybe you just drop the guts to one. Like that. That is the purpose of the you handle this one. <laughs> um, can I get? Can I have four you handle this ones then? You cannot. You can get a card that lets you taunt stuff onto you, and then you can you handle it off to somebody else that's a fun that's a fun combo let me handle this oh wait no you handle it and you get a money you get a money out of it no it's actually bad because you have to spend two cards for one money very bad <laughs> no i like this I, I, maybe you drop one guts i could drop one guts yeah that seems fine i think skins lives on the edge i mean he's on the lamp he does as i said he earlier. is on the lamp um so we still need to cut six more cards so maybe maybe the the burglary I, I, like, what are your feelings on the burglary? <laughs> My feelings, as always, is none of these cards give you money, and I need money. I, 
I feel like burglary is another one that you maybe you want either zero or two in your deck, but it is also very fun and thematic for a fugitive. That's that's a fair point, actually. That's a fair point. Um, pickpocket? Pickpocketing is, you know, you could skip level zero pickpocketing and you could just go straight to the upgraded one, maybe? Because the basic one is just is okay. It's not great. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm just trying to look through all his cards here. He's got a lot of these one-ofs here that aren't necessarily great. You know, dodge is good. Maybe you could go down to one dodge. Oof. Seems very dangerous. That seems like a very good argument, Dan. Well, but I, I don't think you... Dodge is good. Go down to one. I, I don't think you need two elusives and two dodges and one slip away. And two I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know that that's what your deck is all about, but even still, there's a limit to how many you really need, right? We are trying to make it, like, you know, somewhat good uh, with this, this extreme restriction. <laughs> also, that the machete at this point is... The more the more cards we remove, the machete is really becoming this like vestigial uh, anachronism. Like, like when you know, oh, we have appendices. Humans have appendices in our anatomy, even though they don't <laughs> actually do anything. Um, so do I cut the do I cut the vicious blows too? Then oh yeah, de- oh definitely cut the vicious blows. I didn't even see those down there. Oh yeah, that's, that's yeah. A cut, good point. Cut, cut the hell out of those. Yeah, you're never gonna hit anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're just giving up on him being able to do any type of combat test. I mean, I still think that having the machete would be really fun for comedy value for, for like seeming like he could help to fight enemies. And then that definitely not being the case, but I don't know. All right, well, let's drop the vicious blows. We'll, let's keep the machete for now. Yeah. See, see what this ends we're, up. We're down to one more card, guys. We're oh, yeah, yeah. With this, we're almost done with the cutting process. That's pretty good. Well, we might also want to like reconsider adding some stuff I don't know, <laughs> to make it a good deck. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, huh, this, <laughs> this, <laughs> this has been great. I would say this is not how it usually goes, uh, but I'm excited about the potential for this deck to be fun. Yes. I think that what's important here is that we kind of now we're in the we're in the final stages. I think that this is this is how basically every deck I have ever made goes. You you kind of like pick out the core cards, you pick out um, some solid cards that you know are good, you pick out the emergency cards that you think that you will need for the specific things, and now you're going back cutting down everything. That's what we need to do here. Here's my suggestion: slip away is sort of like too useful. Um, I would get rid of slip away <laughs> and I would get rid of eavesdrop and I would get a second burglary. What about, what about team? Just commit to it. Just, just commit to being a useless criminal. I'm going to get rid of this teamwork then. Cause based on what dad just said, that seems the least related to the, I mean, it could be a good, like ironic teamwork, but yeah, that might be something to cut. I, we, I mean, we could give him if we want him to be able to use burglary and, or, and maybe occasionally get a clue. Uh, he could, we could give him a flashlight or something. I like the slip away. Is that combo with burglary? No, it doesn't. I like the slip away. I mean, just think about how glorious some of these turns are going to be where skids goes like first action, try to burglary something and fail. Second action, use the other burglary to try to get money and fail. Third action, click for a resource. And then that's your whole turn. (laughs) Excellent point, Dan. Uh, Alex, here's another thing to think about. So you said that you're going to be failing a lot of will tests, right? Well, I'm afraid of failing a lot um, of will tests. So you're going to fail a lot of will tests. I think that one card that might be looked into for both theme and for uh, usability might be like, and that's also cheap, that kind of helps you with maintaining your sanity, is Smoking Pipe. Smoking Pipe is a one-cost asset. You can kind of use it to shift some of that horror spooky horror away from where you are and and uh 
you know, kind of get some some other get some damage on there, but you'll be fine because you, you're you're all about taking damage. The other thing you could put in is the thermos because <laughs> you're gonna have a bunch of physical trauma from TU and L. I don't think there's room for smoking pipe, honestly. I think it. I, I think we kind of probably want to leave it the way it is. Like, I don't think we're gonna fit much else in here. I'm, but I mean, this is a tight thirty cards. It's tight, yeah. I I wish he had like two trench coats or yeah two dodges or something or two, he's got a little too many one ofs like you usually want to have two of everything with like a couple exceptions eh, but there's you need an even number of one ofs this is six one ofs like you either have four six or eight right like eight's too much four or six both seem fine to me why do we put taunt in there oh to do the lcu in hell <laughs> <laughs> yes it's it's for the lcu in hell special combo the skids the skids are room. all right no we, we do have to, we do have to keep that uh so this is this and our in our plan. This obviously isn't really applicable to this deck, but let me just for for the listeners' benefit, let me kind of run through quickly. When we're thinking about how to cut cards for a deck, you want to get rid of cards that maybe are way too situational, that are only going to be good in very unlikely situations. And you're you're thinking, well, it'd be nice to have this, but it's probably not going to actually happen. I can cut this card. Um, you maybe want to get rid of cards that rely too heavily on other cards to be good. If you're playing a card that's only good if you already have like two other cards that are already played and on the field, maybe it's not good enough. Um, you might want to get rid of cards that are too expensive that you can't afford. Like this is a good card, but I'm not going to have enough money to play these cards and also this card. And then you also might want to get rid of cards that are already covered better by other investigators in the group. So maybe you're thinking, well, I could play uh, Liquid Courage, but I know that somebody else in the group has uh, logical reasoning, which is going to be better. So you know, maybe maybe you could cut cards for that reason. So there's just some re- some things you can think about as you try to whittle the cards down to 30 or whatever the deck building limit is. Yeah, I think, I mean, there are a lot of other specifications, um, I think, that you could also have in mind when making decks, too. Like, keeping uh, your 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 signature slash treachery, like your signature treachery card also in, in mind, like how uh, Skids has hospital deaths, and uh, you might want to include a little more thing, more more for money, that kind of stuff, um, but, you know. I think I think that's a that's a tight thirty card deck that you will definitely do exactly what you want to be doing uh, with, which is <laughs> I yeah. Well, this this really turned into something uh, something really special. Uh, can we get a can we just get a readout of the final list, Alex, if you don't mind? Yeah. So the fi- the final list for this deck, which I've entitled "Skid Saves the Day?" Question mark. <laughs> you might want to put a second question mark on there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like an unexpected courage worth worth of is, question uh, marks. So we have uh, for assets. There's two machetes. And a trench coat, and then two Leo de Lucas, two burglaries, and two physical trainings. Then there's fifteen events, two I'll see you in hell, two I'm out of here, two you handle this one, one dodge, two dynamite blast, two elusive, two emergency cash, one slip away, and one taunt, and then six skill cards, two watch this. One guts, one manual dexterity, and two unexpected courages. I love mm. it. I, th- I think I think we nailed it. And I picked a I picked a random treachery and uh, or a random weakness, and it was doomed. Which I don't know what that does, but doesn't, doesn't seem great. <laughs> doesn't seem great. <laughs> wow, perfect. It, you That's so we, perfect. We completely nailed it. Uh, so, Alex, how do you feel about this deck in in the the whole process? How is this in general for you? Uh, how was it for me? The building process? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, how, how... it was good. I mean, you know, uh, I feel like I learned some things. I was a little, a little discouraged from, uh, from committing wholly to the plan of being able to, 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 to slash at things 
but I can see why you told me that maybe that wasn't that possible. <laughs> I think there just I think there just wasn't room for that many cards as, as, on top of all the other stuff that you wanted. No, that's fair. And 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 I and I like that we got to leave the machete in because I want to live the dream no matter what. <laughs> and I'm looking to the future. This is true. And someday skids might cut something. You know, some some Cthulhu <laughs> might get macheted. I mean, there's there's an elder sign in the bag always, right? Exactly. You know, like you can always draw that elder sign. And and nothing nothing makes Skid's day more than when he draws an elder sign and two resources just fall from the heavens onto him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is wow. what happens. Still might fail a will test, but he uh, gets too money. It certainly could have been possible to make it so he could fight stuff, but uh, that was definitely not the goal of this deck. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not the all. direction we took today. Uh... Today we took the direction... Skids saves the day? <laughs> yeah. Skid saves the day? Skid saves the day? I'm, no. I'm picturing this as like, you know, like the YouTube thumbnails for YouTube videos where they always have like a picture of the person with like giant capital letters, like something in Fortnite happened or what? Like it's, that's what I'm thinking. Like Skid saves the day? Stop buzz marketing YouTube. Hey man, YouTube is an excellent uh, social <laughs> video sharing. Everybody use YouTube all the time. It's great uh yeah use youtube <laughs> yeah so i think we were cons- we were going to put this deck up on like arkham db and like share it in the blog or something i don't know if we oof no we committed we, to do- it we gotta do it <laughs> i think i think we will uh, be throwing this up on arkhamdb.com for yeah. anybody who wants to exhibit this wonderful incredibly sexy deck that we made for skids today so i guess in 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 wrapping up Alex, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure having you. Yeah. It's been a pleasure building this beautiful deck. Is there anything that you guys wanted to see? Any other recommendations maybe you had? You can maybe even drop a comment on the on the deck list when we post it up. Yeah, and let us know if this was uh, if this was fun and interesting because we could definitely do this. I don't know if it would be as uh, entertaining, but we could definitely do this with some more decks if that was something that people wanted to see. Absolutely, could do a we could do a more straightforward, good at doing one of the important things, investigator. I mean, it'd be really it'd be really boring. We'd be done in like a half an hour, but we could do it. Just let us know. <laughs> Absolutely, let us know more of what you guys want to see. Comment. Let us know wherever you listen to podcasts or email us at uh, miskatonicuniversityradio at gmail dot com. Until next time, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in hell. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. See you next time.